in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello all, welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host in crime capering, furry pal, Chris Tour. Today's edition of Potential Picks, we are reviewing the 2022 American computer animated crime comedy, The Bad Guys. This was produced by DreamWorks Animation and Universal Pictures. Directed by Pierre Perefel in his feature directorial review uh, from a screenplay by Eaton Cohen. And this is actually based uh, generally on the children's book series of the same name by Aaron Blaby or Blaby. We apologize if I said that wrong. So uh, very, very interested about this film. I, uh, like Chris, um, you know, had when I first saw the trailer, didn't realize this was based off a children's book. And then, of course... Um, I heard my, I have a younger brother who has autism, and he was really excited about this movie, and I realized these are books that he's read. So he's pretty pumped about this, but I, when I saw the trailer and I saw the voice cast, I was hooked. Uh, Chris, give us a brief synopsis of this film, The Bad Guys. So the bad guys themselves, the group that we follow, are five uh, animals that are humanoid in some way that uh, are top criminals of, you know, they go and do all kinds of crimes, and the world sees them for what they truly are, just these bad guys. Well, after one high-stake mission and our lead character, the big bad wolf, when he starts to get a sense of what it'd be like to be a good guy, it kind of takes over, and they decide to do one last kind of crime of, let's pretend to be good so we can stay bad. And, of course, from there, some hijinks ensue. I will say one thing I appreciate about this movie is from the element of it being we're following a group of criminals, it really has like the heist element in this movie. It feels like you're watching the dumbed down kid version of a lot of these like classic crime heist films, but with the humor and the context that they're animals, somehow there's only like six different animals that exist within a world of mostly humans. There's, you know, a guinea pig that can talk. There's several guinea pigs that can't talk. It's things you have to kind of throw out, you know, the window and go, it's an imaginative world where it's kind of like a Zootopia mixed with uh, the Incredibles in a way, but set in a realistic standard. You know, it's not trying to be like superpowers and stuff. They're just really good at being thieves uh, and doing crime. And so I kind of appreciated the element of what the overall genre was meant to be. You know, some great car chase scenes in here. Even when they're doing the heist, sometimes the funny idea of they put on a, a simple little, you know, uh, camouflage or a disguise. And of course, it's like very much like the Superman uh, Clark Kent bit of like, no one recognizes him with his glasses on. The Big Bad Wolf puts on a little mustache and everyone's like, oh, he's a gentleman now. No one recognizes yeah. them. <laughs> I thought some of that was very clever for what is really kind of a simple film. It's, you know, this is one of those films where it's going to be easily predictable early on in the film, but I enjoyed what was pictured for the heist stuff. It'd be one I'd, would, I mean, not that I would go and like read them all, but I'd be curious how much of the source material from the books made its way into this final film. Yeah, I, I agree. And what was really great, I think rounded out this very nicely and just added life was this amazing voice cast of characters here. I mean, you've got Sam Rockwell, you've got Mark Marin, Aquafina, Craig Robinson, uh, Anthony Ramos, uh, Richard Iodi, uh, Zazie Beetz, Alex Borstein, just such a great 
Onslaught. And this was definitely a great addition to DreamWorks' already great collection of animated classes. Like, I, I could see this going on to being a sequel. I know that the director has stated that he would love to do a sequel. And I think based on the source material, it sounds like there's there's plenty of books to go around. But I'd be interested to go back as well and check it out. I also really enjoyed the style of the animation where it had a bit of that, again, children's book kind of drawing, but also this really great, again, action. The effects were really cool, that what they did. And um, I also did love the, the music choices. But it's definitely a film that... You want to see this the first time you can in the theater because it's loud, it's crazy, and like you said, it does get you into that feel of those great uh, caper films from Italian Job and and The Great Escape and whatnot. I, I loved it. I had a great time. And it wasn't, I will say about the humor, it wasn't too over the top or anything stupid. It was great smart humor where I wasn't like, haha, that was funny, stupid or anything. It wasn't like, I wasn't cracking up the whole time in terms of like, but I really liked the, it was smart humor that I just really enjoyed it more for the action, less of the comedy. Yeah, it's not a laugh out loud movie. Uh, maybe kids will find a little more enjoyment with some of the silly moments, but I think there was enough in here that it, it kind of feels like adults will enjoy the heist element and kind of the characters, uh, even if they're not fully invested in the, the hijinks of everything. Uh, because it still is an animated movie. You know, there's clearly moments where they're in danger and ridiculous things happen that really wouldn't happen in real life. And again, it's just kind of funny when you look at the world is mostly humans. We have these five bad guys that are, you know, these different characters. And then we have a guinea pig character and we have um, a fox who's the governor. So it's it, it's one of the things where it's like, I wonder what else they could do uh, if they were to try to continue the series. You know, I'm sure there's other creatures out there and other creatures that are considered more bad guy types uh, than, you know, the, the five that we had. But I think it was clever, you know, like even the idea of Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, that reservoir dog kind of humor in a way where they all look up to, you know, Mr. Wolf to be the leader, but they each have their their thing that they do. And I just, it was kind of fun, like even like some of the choices of the, the costume, like Mark Maron plays Mr. Snake and the entire time he's usually in this red, Hawaiian shirt and this little bucket hat. And I'm thinking that has to be a take on, uh, you know, Johnny Depp in that Las Vegas movie. It looks just like his costume. So I wonder if there was elements of the, the book series taking, okay, what are elements of like, you know, even like Mr. Wolf, he, he feels like you're watching an Ocean's 11, 12, 13 movie. Like he's the leader and Sam Rockwell is just so cool in this. And it is really funny when they see the elements where the wolf starts to really get those good, you know, the good boy vibes of, oh, what if it feels actually pretty good when we're good? Um, and Craig Robinson, <laughs> it, it took me a second to recognize his voice, uh, but when he gets to do a little bit of singing and a little bit of goofiness and Anthony Ramos, you know, coming up from In the Heights last, he's been dominating some of these movies and he gets to do a huge song as, as Mr. Piranha and it was quite funny. Um, so yeah, it was clever. I think the animation, it kind of did pop. It looked comic book-like. It looked like I couldn't tell sometimes I was like, is this more 3D or 2D? And it's actually a little bit refreshing from the constant onslaught of these animated movies we're getting from all studios that are so heavily computer based. It gives it something different to watch. Overall, for me, it was a little boring at parts. I think it's a little predictable at times, but that is kind of this style movie. It wasn't left to be a lot of big surprises. I think there's a few twists at the end were kind of fun. 
that I think if they kind of play more into that in the future, this could be a successful franchise. You know, I think right now DreamWorks, they've stepped away from all of their big hits and are trying to do new ones. Uh, whereas, you know, Disney's kind of still dabbling in some prequel sequel stuff. And then obviously mm-hmm. Illumin- yeah. Illuminary, whatever Illumination has been doing, you know, <laughs> we have another, another minion movie coming out. So I think it's clever that we're having a little bit of variety uh, going on here, but overall for me, just because I like the style, I like the voice cast. There was moments that were funny, but it wasn't funny enough for me. And I think I would have enjoyed a little more if it was a little more, just a little more tight, a little more polished, but overall, I'm going to give this, it's like sits anywhere between, between like a six and seven for me. It's not like, it's not one of the best animated movies I'm going to see. It's far better than some I've seen that are much worse. Uh, even just the trailers before the movie, which were pretty much all animated. It was like two of the bunch that I was like, those look good. The rest look pretty bad. So this definitely uh, was a highlight over what's coming up for some of these studios. So I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with a six out of 10. All right. Nice. I'm going to give it a seven as well. I agree. I was hoping for more humor, but I stayed for the action. Uh, it did drag a bit uh, in terms of, you know, plot. But yeah, seven out of ten for me as well. But you all can check it out yourself and definitely see this on the biggest screen possible. That was The Bad Guys, which is now playing in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter, at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.